0: You're listening to the After the Show movie podcast from aiskeley.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, voice assistants. Just say listen to After the Show movie podcast and you can also find us on aiskeley.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, everybody. Hello.
1: Oh, my everybody.
0: Yeah, you're the person on the other microphone.
1: Oh, we're not actually, I see. You don't actually expect anyone to listen. So I'm I'm everybody.
0: You're everybody in this room.
1: Right. <laughs> so I am fully responsible to engage in conversation with you. These people never... Never talk back to you? That's so sad.
0: No. Well, they do, actually. I was just talking. Right? You were? Feedback.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Sometimes
0: I get feedback, sometimes. Um What was before the after the show? What were we talking about before we start? We're talking about this, this movie, movie. a
1: lot, yeah. yeah. Mostly this movie.
0: This movie, yeah. We'll probably talk about this movie quite a bit, because it's a bit, you know. Yeah. We tend to talk, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie. It's Saturday, June the 22nd. This is after the show, five hundred and eighty seven. This is a movie review podcast. Me, A. Scully and you, Sid Talk, we uh, review a movie each week. This movie we're reviewing this week is Under the Silver Lake. It's a 2018 movie, releases on Blu-ray this week. No, actually, yes it does. It releases on Blu-ray and DVD. It's already out on streaming. It's from our friends at Lionsgate who sent us a copy for review. It's rated R. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Under no, the no. Silver Lake. No, she won't. <laughs> Do you want to give him that one off the box? There's no,
1: but it's incorrect. The one off the box is not correct. But, it's a guy seeking a girl, but also a bit of existential meaning of life. What's the point? It's hard to
0: actually boil Everything down. is
1: pointless. Um, but it is a, a bit of an adventure show. It's just not an adventure like going across country or anything.
0: It's not road trip. <laughs>
1: Is that that something to compare it to? No, it is not. No. It has no synopsis.
0: Yeah, the synopsis actually on the back of the box actually gets the plot slightly wrong, which is weird. I mean, it it tells you... Spoilers? Should we say spoilers?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how you can spoil it, except that we went in knowing nothing. And so... I think you could definitely spoil it. Being told anything, though, is kind of... Yeah. A ruiner. So we're gonna ruin... We're gonna change the word. We're gonna ruin it for you. <laughs> no,
0: because that we'll ruin implies... the
1: experience of not knowing.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's better That's if all you we're don't know.
1: Do.
0: Definitely better if you've never heard about it. We saw the trailer for it in front of another Lionsgate movie, but it was quite a long time ago. This movie has uh, been delayed like four times, and release. Yeah, You mean, yeah, the release has been delayed. So we saw a trailer so long ago, you don't even remember it, right? You didn't. I've
1: never seen that trailer for You that have movie. seen the trailer? No, I have not.
0: It was on the, the movie The Witch had a trailer for this on it. I can
1: guarantee you I didn't watch it then.
0: Well, you were sat right in front of the screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, at I'm good at zoning out. <laughs> uh, have you not noticed this before? Have you not been talking to me? And then five minutes later, I go, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In last okay, week's podcast. That's where that trailer probably fell, into the zone. Um, so yeah, Under the Silver Lake
0: has been around for a while. It played at the Cannes Film Festival, also, but um, it kind of floated around, and I, I was I was looking forward to seeing it because of who directed it. It's directed by um, David Robert Mitchell, who you will remember directed a movie called It Follows, which was a horror movie that we actually did a podcast on, probably three years ago, I would say, right. Yeah. And uh, it was a very good horror movie. It had a really interesting premise, and it was well executed.
1: But I remember saying it was a bit preachy or pretentious.
0: Yeah, but it was not like anything you'd seen Correct. before, and that was its selling point for me. Like, oh, it's this... what uh, We won't spoil It Follows, but we'll the actual premise else. of it was like, oh, wow, I don't think I've seen that before. So this is David Robert Mitchell's follow-up to that, and... It's not the same type of movie, is it? It's not even in the same um, ballpark. I don't think.
1: I disagree with that. It's not a horror movie. It is let's say. also examining like relationships, meaningful human interaction, and like the throwaway value of it, or in that case, using it for something else. I don't know. I feel like they've got that same sort of dreamy, you know, have, almost um, like the under what's it called in Stranger Things the other place upside down the upside down (laughs) it's like that like it's like the world but not quite it's a little bit extra realistic or something
0: i have a friend who loves it follows but i would not recommend him this movie
1: too long and not enough stuff going on yeah because it follows has a very specific premise
0: and definitely not a horror (laughs) movie It's, it's i mean it's something different than that it follows no this
1: oh correct
0: I mean, you know. Yeah. If you loved It follow. In fact, the, even on the um, poster for this movie, it says from the director of It Follows. So they're even trying to sell it with the It Follows connection. But no. This is something different than that. And I will start off by saying I really loved it. And you know what? I bet I'm in a minority on this. And often I am because I really like weird stuff. You know? There's a reason I like Twin Peaks and there's a reason I like David Lynch movies and just odd stuff. Sometimes it doesn't even have to make sense for me. I just If it creates a really interesting vibe and I'm in the vibe of it and I just like what it's kind of selling, you know? Get, get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a, Just like, oh, well, this movie in particular, it's it takes place in Los Angeles, the Hollywood Hills, and it's got this kind of dreamlike thing where it there's a lot a lot of the music in this movie is like from like it's not from old movies but it reminds you of old movies true like the, like the golden era of hollywood kind of soundtrack but then what what you're looking at is something completely different often and you're like whoa this is a weird scene and this music doesn't seem in in place with it but for a weird reason it all kind of mashes together and it seems interesting not seems interesting it is interesting so this movie it follows the lead character played by andrew garfield and did you have the feeling like at the beginning like see the way i thought this movie was going was like oh this guy's just mental and he's like having a breakdown right Mm. and and we just slowly adaptation
1: or eternal mind I always forget what it's called but that kind of thing where you're like oh you're half in half out of real reality yeah
0: and he's neurotic and he's like looking around and everybody's watching him and it just feels it felt like that type of movie and that's what I kind of assigned myself to thinking it is and it really isn't that at all is it I mean he's not mental (laughs) or is he (laughs) I don't know I mean it's not that is it it's not like he's some paranoid guy who's like you know being messed with there's actually something going on here that is real in this movie
1: I mean yes but and and I was really
0: surprised by that because I thought it was just all like things were a figment of his imagination Mm. you know everything he's kind of seeing is probably not really what he's seeing you know he smokes a lot of weed and kind of hangs he looks kind of stoned a lot and I was like okay you know fair and loathing in Las Vegas we've seen that we know a lot of the scenarios that he's going through are not actually really what's happening; it's what's in his mind. But that's not what's going on here. Everything is like actually happening. Would you agree?
1: <laughs> I mean, it is. It's presented to us, but you know, you. <laughs> yeah, it's not we like, like a fairy tale. Yeah, we've actually talked about other movies though, where you're not—you're still not sure when it's done. Right. If was that in their was that in their mind? Was it real? So. Yeah. Like. Issue. I'm convinced it was real, but in this sort of alternate universe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like... Because, I mean,
1: there are murders, and there's weird deaths with no explanation, no police, and then there's one with police, and then yeah. there's there's access to places and people that's very old-school movie-making and TV show-making, where you just cut to it, you don't explain. yeah. How? That's part of the charm. He just uh, walks into a part, you know, like you don't, that is, and I love that. And it's consistent throughout. There's a very openness to conversations that are just cut to the chase. Like, you know, question, answer, yes or no. There's not a lot of, no, the whole of it is mysterious, but then the interactions are very straightforward, which I, I really like.
0: Yeah. I almost felt like I was on this road trip. It's weird when you just said road trip earlier. It's not like a road trip movie where he's off in his car and he's driving across America. But he's wandering around and he's wandering into situations. And each thing he kind of wanders into is visually different than the last thing. And like, you know, a bit... It gets odder as it goes on. It's like, it's hard to explain what he's walking into. But he walks into like a weird hipster party. And the, the way people are talking when he's walking past them... It could be weird, but it also sounds just like what people say, right? Yeah. I like that. Like, yeah. Because like, it's like, oh, those people are just being super pretentious, what they're saying in the background. you can, It has really good surround sound, this movie, and you can listen to conversations that are happening in the room. And it just sounds like people just, there. you know, they're saying stuff.
1: Yep. But then you're like. This is what I tell you all the time. People say stuff, and I'm listening in a conversation, and after five minutes, I'm like, <gasps> Nobody has said anything. Right. No one has said anything of any fucking value that adds anything to teach each other or anything at all. And that's what it was. I was like really tapped into that. Like, yep, yep, that's how the world sounds. I was too.
0: And while it appears weird when when you're listening to it, then you look at the scenario and you go, "No, that's just how people would talk in that scenario." Like when that he's literally got a plain white t-shirt on. He's in this like hipstery looking party, and this woman goes. I really like your shirt. Like, yeah. It's like, what are you saying? Like, and I mean, he's got on
1: a white t-shirt.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. He's just wearing...
1: Well, I mean, we're talking plain, nothing. It's not even designed. It's like straight out literally, of the package. It's t- got a little stain on the front.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not like, you know, it's nothing you would compliment anybody on. It. And, and it's just this weird L.A. What you often see movies portray L.A. as this... They either portray it as awesome or they portray it as this pretentious kind of cesspit. And this movie kind of goes in the... This place is kind of mucky and weird. And you might not really want to operate within this place because it's not really good. It's it's grim and grimy. And also, what else runs through this movie? There's He meets this girl at the beginning, very briefly. He talks to her, and then he goes in her house and almost makes out with her. Mm-hmm. And then the day after... She's just gone. Like, she's gone. Her roommates have gone. There's nothing in her apartment anymore. She's gone. And, and then there's this un, under the Silver Lake. <laughs> there's this undercurrent that you keep seeing this t- news story on the news that this rich guy, you know, what would you say about this rich guy? He's gone missing, right? Yeah. Also.
1: He's like a. Uh, like a. Like a. Bruce Wayne of the City. Yeah, like a like <laughs> I don't a, I don't know that he's a superhero. I'm just saying Like He's a like mogul. Rich Yes. Very known, very popular, big everything. Everybody knows who he is and so, he goes missing.
0: So you keep seeing that that mystery on the news and stuff. He's this guy's gone missing. And eventually like this guy oh, we found this burned up scenario where this guy is actually dead and these people were with him and they're also dead, including this girl who you know, I think he fell in love with it in this one night, right? Or he we was didn't infatuated. fall in love with
1: anything. This was part of the Or he point. was
0: infatuated with her.
1: Only because of how she looked. Yeah, and because of... And got stoned, and that's it. Yeah. And he had, there was nothing else to He just got
0: obsessed with her.
1: So he is a... He is a product of the... The mill grist, or mill machine, or whatever you call it, that we're about to experience through his whole journey. That you've been brainwashed through all these all your life and generations before you to come to these conclusions and one of them is he sees a hot girl he wants to fuck her and then because he doesn't get to fuck her the first time he thinks he's in love with her yeah. that is the whole substance of his obsession can't have her this one time therefore I'm gonna chase her down if he'd had sex with her that night I'm pretty sure we, there would be no movie but it's you know what I mean like, but
0: while what I've just told you just sounds like a, a, a plot to a movie there's it's more, it's more to it than that right and what I was surprised by was, there's actually a big explanation as what's going on. And I didn't expect that. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. When it no, actually... no, no, didn't expect that at all.
0: No, and it's, you know, I expected to come out of this movie, out of the other end, and not know what happened. And I was ready for that. I was like, okay, he's going to be investigating stuff, and he's going to be rumbling through all these weird places, and I'm going to enjoy the scenario of the, all the weird places. And then at the end, I might not be any the wiser. Of what happened, but I will have enjoyed this. But yeah, there true. is a, there's like a whole explanation to what happened. Like there's the explanation with the the what do you call him, the songwriter. Yep. There's a, there's a scene. It's very
1: layered. It's multi-layered. Yeah, it's like a, an onion.
0: There's a scene where he meets the songwriter, and he he gives him a a big explanation of things that are going on under the silver lake, as so to speak in the Hollywood thing, and all the pop culture that, you know, something else is going on under the surface. And he explains it quite carefully, and you understand, after that meeting, what's going on there. And then after that, there's another thing about Under the Hollywood Hills Mm -hmm. that I won't fully go into, but it it is also very well explained, exactly what that is. So I was like, whoa, we actually got resolution on two fronts there. Yeah, and it's
1: not... I think that the people who you will find are like, is confusing or there's nothing. It's either confusing or there's nothing here. Well, you're just not really, and it's not like multi-stories going on. It's not one of those. It's not a pastiche where you've got this story going on over here and then you cut over to this one. It's all layered, mixed up a little bit, and you have to do a little bit of the work yourself. Until you get the big exposition by the guy at the piano and the hippy dippy guy in the in the hut, right? They're going to tell you, yeah, where exactly. you've been going. But Bada- and then you absorb it, and then you crisscross all the stuff in your mind, and you come to your own like, oh, okay, I get it. A lot of people don't like that; they want it all laid out, every single scene in a ninety minutes, and that's it. Yeah, that's why I really like it.
0: It's not Beverly Hills Cop. Let's say that it's not like it's really it's not a straightforward movie. It's a Yes, it's got this art house kind of deal going on that people, some people don't like. I actually do like. It's also got a surrealism element to it, I guess, like a,
1: a little bit at times.
0: Yeah, you know, like I mean, it's
1: not really because once you've accepted a little bit of the weirdness in the beginning, then I mean, you can incorporate it into whatever else you end up seeing. I think, yeah, you there's know?
0: straight up like there's things like a a, a woman getting out of a swimming pool that's very reminiscent of the Marilyn Monroe shot that you're familiar with, and then barking at the camera. You know, that kind of thing where you're like... That- yeah, but
1: by then, you've already seen enough weird things to where that's not weird anymore. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The barking, you're like, oh, oh, right, got it. We've seen other women barking. We've got the dog theme. The dog killer is the only thing... That's it the loose end.
0: It didn't wrap up, that one. No.
1: Not that I recall. Or the owl woman.
0: Those no, are just things the, that exist. And you know what? That are not actually part of the story. The owl woman was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. It freaked the, me the F the way
1: out. She walked, she walked like one of those cartoon, um, like like the Pink Panther or something, where her feet go in front of her and her back kind of swoops back. She's completely naked, by the way. Completely naked. And she's not a modern gal with the shaved everywhere. No, she's, she's also got, very she's cool. She's got the hair.
0: And she makes this weird noise as well, like, an owl, I, like a clicking noise or something. <laughs> Yeah, it is odd.
1: Yeah, and I was like, good. "Whoa,
0: that's yeah." We're we're venturing into horror territory there with her, but she's not. Sadly, she's only in a couple of scenes, right? But mm. she, I, I mean, I was I was like, "Wow, she's terrifying!" <laughs> like she really is. And there's a bit of a there's a gore scene in this movie. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of gruesome.
1: Kind of crappy though. Yeah, not gruesome enough. Not realistic enough to be good.
0: No, but I mean, it's a it's kind of a mixture of things. Like it's. And, you know, sometimes when there's a mixture of things, you go, well, this movie just doesn't know what it wants to be. No, this movie knows exactly what it wants to be. Yeah. It's got a message right from the beginning.
1: Also, we're forgetting about a particular movie that won Academy Awards, which was Birdman something, something, something. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah, Birdman, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was really weird. And you forget that it was surreal and you're confused. And was this real or was this not real? I mean, there was a lot of that going on.
0: But what I kinda liked about this one is it it tipped it on its head for me because I was just in the groove of, okay, this guy's on drugs, you know, (laughs) he's smoking a lot of weed and weird shit's happening. So okay, let's just put it down to the weed. (laughs) But you know you don't put it down to the weed because it is there is something happening. Under the Silver Lake, something is happening. It's real, the way it's presented in the movie.
1: Yeah, the way it's presented to us, and yeah. then I'm convinced. Yeah, it's much. not like, yeah.
0: oh, he's thinking of this, or he's dreaming of this. No, this thing's happening. And, uh, you know, it's not actually going to be that much of a mystery by the end of the movie. You're going to know what was happening. And it is suitably weird, and also interesting. I like the idea of the under the mountain bit. Like, what under the mountain actually is. And I, said, I did say we were going to do spoilers, but I don't I don't want to spoil that. I think it's really fun like what it is yeah there's a did you I liked how it was filmed it's interesting all the time there's like really weird you know the. do you remember at the beginning you might not even remember it was like in the first minute he's walking the camera comes running towards him like somebody's running into his face and then it looks straight up and and a squirrel falls out of the sky
1: that was very weird
0: Yeah, but it was a cool shot, like, there's a shot like that, which you might not remember by the end of the movie, because it happened right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. that was like, whoa, that's a really, that's an interesting shot, like, but then it's gone, and there's lots of that, there's lots of, there's lots of homages to old movies. Yeah. His mother even phones him up, like, telling him to watch. See, that's
1: not fully resolved, we don't know... What's up with that? She's she, saying shit that ties into things. Yeah. That, you know.
0: She tells him to watch this old And she even sends him this old movie in but the mail. And then he's
1: there. And then the guy says it. And then there's a picture of her in his place. The piano guy had a big picture of her.
0: Yeah. There's stuff. There's a lot of symbolism of old movies. Lots of... Look on the walls. There's lots of posters of specific old movies. You could definitely watch it again and look at a lot of stuff. Because I, I did notice... Even video games are brought into this...
1: Oh yeah. Big time. There's a
0: big puzzle going on and video games are part of the solution. And they play some old video games and there's a bit excited of...
1: by this. <laughs> what? Were you excited by that?
0: I well I did I'd already clued up and picked up on like video game stuff in the background. I even said to you, There's a scene at the beginning where he's just had sex with his I guess he's... not his girlfriend, just somebody he's had sex with every once in a while, right? Like, and she picks up a Playboy magazine from the side of the bed. And he says, that's my favorite, my favorite Playboy, and she's looking at it. But underneath that was a Nintendo Power with Zelda on it. And I was like, whoa, he has Nintendo Power from the 80s, and he mm-hmm. has Playboy from the 60s? I don't know what year this movie is, by the way, do you?
1: No, it seemed a bit ambiguous.
0: Yeah, because there's no nothing to really pin it down to when it is, even though... It's definitely modern, because there's people with phones, cell phones, isn't there?
1: Mm. Yeah, there is. Yes, he yeah. has a cell phone and talks to his mom. With smartphones yeah. and stuff,
0: yeah. So it's definitely modern, but then it also it feels retro, in a way, because the people... people Occasionally. To, yeah, but it's hipster also. There's people listening to vinyl, there's playing 8-bit video games, they're watching VHS tapes of movies. True. Which, you go to LA or... I don't go to LA but you see th- there is those pockets of people who do that stuff. So is it making fun of all that though? Is it? I feel it's just, like
1: it's making fun of almost it's everything empty. except for the that feeling that people get of like what what it's almost it's eh. I think existential is overused, but this sense of what's the meaning of everything, There's definitely that. And then people seeking out meaning in things as frivolous as music, art, whatnot. And I say frivolous being a lover of those things. Movies. Also an art person myself. But yeah, looking to solve your problem through other people's fiction and other people's money-making off of you for seeking meaning. It's like a loop. Kind of making fun of that, but not making fun of the aching for human relationships and understanding. You know, it's just the system that's put in place that kind of takes advantage of it all.
0: And um, the the scene where he meets the songwriter, which uh, is quite an interesting scene, immediately reminded me of when Neo met the ma- the architect.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, oh, do you remember that scene in Matrix Revolutions where Neo meets the architect and then the architect spends a bunch of time Telling him exactly what has happened. You know, you get the gist after you've left that room. What, sure. What everything is. This scene also blows it all apart. It's like, oh, wow, that is, that's what happened? That's what's going on here? I really liked it. I, I just thought I mean, that's that was,
1: not what's going on. That's just part of it.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of it, yeah. yeah. And then I thought, well, I'd be satisfied with that. <laughs> because that's it was end- a good explanation. And then there was a whole other explanation to something else that's happening that's even more... Sinister, I guess, not sinister so much as odd, <laughs> mm. but very plausible because people do do weird things, right? Exactly, I mean, and pay to do weird things and think there's more to things than there than maybe it really is. Yep, yeah, so it deals with a lot of stuff, deals, it definitely deals with like what. I just read uh, like two reviews of this movie. We just watched a video review of it and uh, the two reviews I read said that it's soup this movie's so sexist <laughs> and it's really exploitative to women and what do you think of that as a woman?
1: As I can't speak for all. <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> I'm speaking for the whole gender, the specific gender of females. I didn't get that because I felt like it was commenting on, again, an overall thing of, deck well, however long humans have been selling each other bullshit that's been fed to you. And they showed real ads of women in ads selling things, sex sales, sells, in very, prom- not promiscuous, um, submissive positions to men. I mean, it was, those are real, right? So the idea that, this guy's been sold the idea of you get a porno mag or or a playboy, whatever to jack off because a woman is just tits and a vagina to look at. So you can get off. And then here in life, you can just pick and choose whatever women with no emotional attachment, just fuck them and leave them. No big deal. He's been sold all of that. Yeah. But it's pointing that out to you. And yes, there are young women dressed in outfits that are, like sexy and they're with what women, they're doing women. we're talking about prostitution we're talking about you know a, some maybe a different interpretation of what prostitution is to different people you know young actresses having to literally prostitute themselves sex for money versus the idea that like i said if you want to be an academy award winning actress on whatever your perception of that level is and you end up standing in a bikini at a comic con with a pack of gum in your hand that's got zelda on it because that's the only way you can make some money to pay your rent then that's prostituting yourself in another way so i think but it's also pointing that out to you it's not using that to titillate you, if you're titillated by these young women and this message coming at you, then that's kind of your own fault. Yeah, you're not really (laughs) getting the point at all. You're not absorbing both things where you go, oh, shit, I I, just did that. I would say... But there was a lot of naked boobs. There was a lot of smoking. I would say if you're titillated, though, by... Oh, and let's not forget he punched a kid, which was hilarious. If you're
0: titillated by the naked parts, you're not looking under the silver lake because... That's that is the shiny surface that they're talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. That when you, you are well you've been your are their customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're the one they want.
0: The uh, the flashing the the cool-looking lights and the flashy-looking things on the surface are there to distract you from actually what is really occurring. Um yeah, the uh, Andrew Garfield did actually beat the shit out of some kids <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they deserved it the little punks jeez yeah. louise also
0: they made a funny spider-man joke with yeah. him where
1: they, and a garfield joke they
0: actually took the spider-man joke from the um toby Maguire spider-man where he uh goes to pick up a comic off his table spider-man comic and uh, it sticks to his oh
1: hand. was that i didn't get yeah. the whole thing i just saw the comic but. so
0: they did the actual joke with andrew garfield he'd what was it that was on his hand? Bubblegum.
1: Eh, questionable. Yeah, something that the kids, kid squirted so on his
0: car was on his hand when he woke up, and he went to pick his comic up and stuck it to his hand, and it happened to be Spider Man. So there was. I'm
1: that. not a huge fan of inside jokes, but I get it. It was yeah. cute.
0: And there was. Um, what else was there that was bananas in this movie? There's, there's, think about all the things in. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. You could talk mm-hmm. about a lot of things. Was he special effects
1: of any kind? I guess. I mean, the mansion on the hill that wasn't real, so that was kind of weird. No, you know what I mean.
0: There's a strange like group that's actually played. You know the the Dracula Jesus and
1: the, and the uh, Bride of Dracula.
0: Yeah, that's actually um. There's a group. There's a group in there that are actually played by a real group. The Silver Sun pickups.
1: He did a good job when he was when he had to do his lines. That guy, yeah, he was did a good job. The, the
0: part where he was on the toilet.
1: Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't see people shitting in movies no. either. So this was, this just went right for it.
0: Yeah, he did. He went for yeah. it in the nudity parts, yep. like where it was just like it did a sex scene at the beginning with Andrew Garfield and that girl, and it was you know was,
1: you that's see. what I'm saying. It's got the things that. If you're looking for TNA, well, you don't get that's a lot. Of, well, you get his ass more and than you get her boobs.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you get you get a sex scene and you get like naked women and. You and get, so I
1: can see how people, on the surface, if they're not trying to think about what the story is that you're watching, they be right. like, "Oh, all these women are naked. They shouldn't be naked." Well, that's but why this
0: is interesting.
1: It's, it's yeah, it's,
0: it's layered. It's a layered thing. It's
1: it's an onion.
0: Some might say it's too <laughs> too too many things going on, but. I don't think that.
1: I feel like it comes together well, and yet you're still longing for the, like, uh, dog killer thing, or the woman owl.
0: And the other thing is, it's, like, nearly two and a half hours long, so I think that might put some people off. Yeah. You know what people are like. Yeah. Oh, God, it just goes on too long, but I I was never bored of it. I was like, no, I want to see what he wanders into next, because he seems to just be wandering from one weird situation to another and nothing ever is uninteresting. Like every single thing goes to this weird, like, (laughs) like, do you remember when like he goes to the weird, like hipster kind of thing on the balcony and then some woman comes up to him and gives him a cookie. She says, oh, this cookie's like the ticket to my event tomorrow night. So don't eat it or break it or anything because you have to have it when you get there. When he gets, I don't know if that's a thing in LA. It could be, couldn't it? Who knows? I mean,
1: you can make up anything to make up a weird party.
0: Turns out the cookie's got something in it.
1: And when you show up, they make you eat a bite of it.
0: Only a bite, though. But he decides to eat the whole thing.
1: Again, that's one of the, I feel like it's an inside joke about another movie, but I don't know. I could have been making that up. When Bill Murray shoves the entire piece of angel food cake in his mouth at the table on uh, Groundhog Day. And so he just shoves the whole cookie in his mouth. (laughs) We've all done it. And then, Don't be ashamed of shoving entire cookies in your mouth. And then the
0: next thing is in this this place called The Cavern, which is like an underground bar slash nightclub. And all the tables are like the tombstones of like different film stars. And, and that's
1: super pretentious, super but I presents- imagine that's... Got to be real,
0: yeah, like that. But but it's another place where you're like, oh, whoa, like this is kind of skeezy, but it's interesting at the same time. Skeezy, I like it. And the people that he meets, like that girl in there, the balloon lady, yeah, they're just they're just interesting characters. Uh, but then when you ask, when you know, you might ask like, oh, what the whole, what is the whole thing about? It's it's kind of you'll know what it's about by the end of it.
1: Well, but when she also- says, I mean, I'm here, so I might as well make the most of it. It's yeah. like how many people come to accept the choices they've made in their lives. Marry somebody you don't really love, get a job you don't really like, have kids that you never really wanted, live in a place you don't want to live in. And a lot of people just shrug their shoulders and go, well, this is it. I mean, I'm gonna be dead anyway someday, so fuck it. I might as well just do this, and then self-medicate themselves through the whole experience. So I feel like that is kind of like it. It's just life. It's a very. It's all boils down to a very simple concept.
0: <laughs> yeah the, the the homeless come into this. Yeah, Andrew Garfield says that 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 um, statement he makes about hating the homeless.
1: Yeah, interesting. Also, punch also the kid, I was like, oh, you know, <laughs>
0: that's, that's a hot button topic. You say he's like, I hate the homeless. What is what he don't like about them is like they're aggressive to him and they're just hanging around. It's like it's like watching
1: on, us live our lives.
0: Yeah, it's like they're on the edges looking at us it and it creeps him out. They can't do what we can do, but they're just looking, and he feels that they're jealous of us. And it's, I'm like, wow, that's like an interesting thing to say about the homeless. When most people, what say person
1: they, did this writer encounter who <laughs> said that exact thing as they were walking down the street? <laughs> or is this writer,
0: or is this that right, this writer's opinion of yeah. the homeless? But I was like, ooh, that's some touchy stuff you're saying there. But honest, yeah. So it's full of stuff like that, and it's hard to like nail it down to what this is. But for me, it gets the vibe of what I like. There are many movies that I've liked. That are similar in tone to this. And I don't know what it is that why I kind of stick to like those movies.
1: we well, are kind of a weirdo. Yeah, maybe. Own it. Disown it. It's all right.
0: Yeah. Maybe. It, yeah. Because, you know, if I got 100 people in this room and got them all to watch this movie, you know, I would say. Like you're five to ten percent.
1: Statistical analysis on people who don't exist.
0: Yeah, I would say five to ten percent would think this was an awesome movie. It's not. It's not going to be like you are going to get most people saying, "Oh my god, that was so boring." What? That, what was that? Right? I would imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't um, actually think most people would hang in there.
0: Yeah, they probably wouldn't even watch it. Right? Yeah, twenty minutes, they'd have turned it off. Oh, I've seen enough. Uh, you see some stuff in the first twenty minutes, though, don't you? You see a explicit sex scene. You see. A woman barking, possibly. But as soon as
1: things go weird, I think people are like, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that weirds them out a bit. Um, Yeah. But it does have, um, I feel like it has a lot of stuff interesting about it to make it an interesting movie. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people in this movie, but then you won't know most of them. Because most of the people are cast, like, in fact, there are characters called Green Miniskirt, (laughs) Blue Miniskirt, there's actress
1: no it's not sexist at all <laughs> no <laughs>
0: um, but there's a lot of people in the movie but the people who you'll be experiencing the main people are Andrew Garfield obviously I think plays it brilliantly to, all the time he's funny there, there is a lot of funniness to him the way he moves the True. way he kind of walks about He's kind of. He said, "You know, sometimes he's a bit stoned, Sometimes he's not. But he's got an awkwardness to him." Oh, we didn't even mention that he gets squirted by a skunk early on uh, in the movie.
1: Also, there's a smell early because the lady who comes around him have sex with him says something smells. So I think it's a recurring theme in his life. He smells a bit. Well, that he's been sprayed by skunks before because we right. see him gets because he, he. She says, "What's that weird smell?" And he goes, "Uh, there's a lot of skunks around here." And they spray over there, but then we see him get directly sprayed. So I'm thinking it happens all the time.
0: And then we see him having a bath with him pouring tins of tomato soup into yeah. the bath, which I was like, "Well, you, I think you need more tomato soup than that, Andrew."
1: He had a whole bunch. There yeah. was about ten or twenty of them sitting around. After
0: watching Johnny Knoxville get oh, sprayed with the
1: the real deal. skunks,
0: he like he like doused himself in like <laughs> I've never seen so much tomato stuff, whatever it was, tomato paste or something, rubbing it on you. Hmm. But, yeah, Andrew Garfield at the beginning, yeah, it gets skunked. And then, obviously, you don't get the smell of skunk coffee very easily, right? So it's going to be hanging around. Yeah. And many people mention that there's a weird smell.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you like Andrew Garfield?
1: Well, it was really good. I mean, I enjoy I don't feel like I had a moment when I was like, oh, give me a break. Because, you know, these things can be a bit actorly 101 when you're going for kind of weirdness. Because how do you react when you see a woman barking at you, right? Do you go like, oh, 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 super horror? So he had moments when he could, it could have been really cartoony, but I don't, I don't, I didn't think it ever was.
0: How do you react when a naked owl woman is coming up behind
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyone can say that about any super, any movie that's superhero fantasy fiction or any Star Trek, Star Wars, anything. You know what I mean? I have to say,
0: you know, it terrified me, the owl woman.
1: <laughs> and you don't hear very much, but she I was, was like, creaky.
0: She is freaky. Effective. Uh Riley Keough, I think that's how you say her name, plays Sarah. You'll know her from what do we know her from?
1: I don't remember, but I know I've seen her.
0: That awesome movie that I love. What's it called? There's only one? Well, she's been in a couple, right? I don't but, remember. But the one I'm thinking of is uh the one with Shia LaBeouf. The one the one that I really love. American
1: um, Oh Honey. yeah. American Honey. Honey. Yeah. yeah. Oh you mean this is um Presley.
0: Yeah, she's oh, Priscilla okay. Presley's daughter.
1: Granddaughter, isn't she?
0: No. Elvis's granddaughter. Priscilla Elvis' granddaughter. Presley's okay. Daughter, yeah.
1: Got it. No, I didn't I mean I knew I'd seen her before, but no, she was really good. Yeah, I mean really she good. didn't have to do a lot.
0: She's not in it a lot. She's
1: very natural.
0: But I really like her. Um I'm, I'm I in America watch American Honey. Awesome movie. Also a bit odd.
1: Also, I was going to say, so subjective, I wouldn't just flat out say to people to watch it. But.
0: That's the first time I'd ever seen her in anything, and I was like, wow, she's really good. She was also in the Florida Project, I think, right? Was she the mom? No. No, she was a friend, though.
1: Might have been. The one
0: who was telling her, like, you know, yeah.
1: I'm not sure if she was or not.
0: I'm feeling like she was. Mm. Uh, Ricky Lindholm plays actress, <laughs> who I really liked. She's the one who, she's his sex buddy, right? Right, yeah. And I just really liked her. I thought I wanted more of her. And when you said, uh, you know, she comes at one point. She comes over. And uh, he's having a bath because he's been skunked. And she's she's always dressed in an interesting outfit because she's uh, going for these parts, right? Correct. But it almost looks like she's going for porn parts because how she's dressed is kind of... Yes. What part would you be going for in that? She's dressed as a nurse. She's dressed as a... What else is she dressed as when she first turns up? Like a... (laughs) <laughs> I, don't I don't even know remember.
1: what that,
0: was that It was kind of like Britney Spears or something. I don't know. Mm. But um, she's really fun. She comes, you talk to him. You know, there's a relationship between them. But it's, I don't know how close they are. She, she can't deal with the, the smell, <laughs> the skunk smell. <laughs> no, so she hangs
1: in there for quite a while.
0: And then she leaves, and then you just don't see her again. And I was like, oh, I really liked her. Wanted to see her again. Um, Topher Grace plays Bar Buddy. See, people in this movie have weird names. Um, you like Tover Grace, he was just in Black Mirror, right? I Go- do,
1: but this in this particular one, he's the most pretentious thing in the whole movie.
0: And that's the idea though. Is it? I mean he's like got the little hat on and the sweater. He's like Mr. Hipster.
1: He's like a fucking one of those dogs with one of those dumb hats on. That's what I thought of him, like, somebody put those dumb dogs on those pug dogs, you know, dumb hat.
0: It's the little hipster hat that's, like, the thing. So dumb. So cool, like,
1: but it's not. (laughs) Subjective, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, the whole thing,
0: I love that scene. He's, like, sat with Andrew Garfield. They're having a chat in the backyard, and he's like, oh, I've got a drone. Like, and then he's like, where'd you get the drone from? And he goes, Amazon, like everything else. And then he flies the drone out. And they're using the drone to, like, spy on this woman. And and he's like saying, you know, this woman's really hot. Like she must have been a supermodel or something. But then she like they're looking through a window.
1: And she's just crying and they're like, mm. she
0: take well, at first she takes the shirt off and she's just in a bra and, and the-
1: It's like titillation has rules. You can't titillate yeah. someone <laughs> if the other person is actually emotionally distraught. So they look
0: in and he's like, Yeah, you know, have a look at this and then they look in and she takes the top off and you're like I think they're like, ooh this is gonna be good but then she just starts bawling
1: she's and not bawling she's just crying quietly to herself that's how you would cry. no bawling is like <laughs> that's what it seemed like no she wasn't well, you she couldn't was just, hear it because she was, there was no audio. There. she was not she was just quietly something in her life was really upsetting she just was quietly probably silently crying to herself in
0: my mind i made my own story yeah, you're
1: up. a man so we're gonna go with that
0: in my mind i made my own story no offense.
1: Up. No offense being a man, but I mean, you don't. if you don't identify that emotional cue.
0: Well, in my mind, I made the story up that she just had a casting couch with somebody like Weinstein. And oh, it was, I see. And, it, and she'd come home and it was like,
1: the most this whole thing, thing is life. killing
0: me. Like, you know.
1: Okay. But they're
0: looking at it like trying to look at it in a titillating way. But then they're both like,
1: hmm.
0: It's just awkward. It's not so
1: titillating <laughs> when she's actually emotionally but, distraught.
0: Yeah. So that was a really interesting scene. And like I said, there's so many scenes like that that I was... Now, they're all coming back to me. Like, There's a lot of things in this movie, right? There's a lot of little yeah. scenes. And then you think, when while you're watching it, you think, oh, is that scene important? But when you think back on it, this is like a good movie where you can think back and go, oh, no. I, I don't think anything here was like superfluous or trying to just be in there for being weird. It's actually part of the...
1: Scenario. I mean, we can say that because we liked it. If we hated it, we we would probably have a different interpretation, maybe.
0: Yeah, and finally, Jimmy Simpson plays Alan. Jimmy Simpson, you'll know him from um, Westworld, actually. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> he's he, really
0: funny. Really funny. Weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Acted really bizarre.
0: Yeah, he's just like his like kind of hip friend who's kind of knows people and kind of like. Mover and shaker kind of guy. Hangs around the clubs. And...
1: I don't know. I didn't take him as that. Because that sounds a little too put he together. Seemed to know he seemed to people. so vapid. Because like he'd be like,
0: do you know a person who does this? And he'd be like, oh yeah, I know a person. I'll take you to him.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't do anything. He just talked and then he'd walk away weirdly. He never <laughs> accomplished anything.
0: He's always trying to hit on people, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, directed by Robert, David Robert Mitchell he directed It Follows he also directed another movie before It Follows um, but I've not seen that one but I do really like It Follows I think it's a very good horror movie and I'm a, still a fan I think this is good too I like, I like it when directors don't do the same thing yeah don't follow a thing you know like Jordan Peele he's obviously following a thing now isn't he he's like
1: I mean I don't know he may he have something else well we, he, he even said
0: at the end of the extras last week I'm not going away from horror anytime soon. Right. So he's doing horror. Like I mean he he's he got a hit with a horror and now he's making a bunch of horror, right?
1: Uh, one though. We haven't seen him do like ten horror. Well movies. we've seen
0: him do one and we have seen him do a kind of a that kind of scenario in the Twilight Zone. It's the same kind of thing as his movies. The horror aspect. So he's got a thing. Whereas this guy has it's clearly not a thing, is it?
1: I don't I disagree with you because I think it is. But what, I, I What is I the see- thing? Like I said before, there's like this dream alternate reality that is the pervasive thing. Like it follows, it feels real, but then even after you've watched it for just a few minutes, you're like, oh, it's something is, it's like looking at a drawing of a person. We all know what people are supposed to look like. And if you get the face or the eye proportions just off enough, you're like, eh, it's a person, but I'm uncomfortable. Like it, that's a real drawing of a human, but I it doesn't feel right. That's how his movies are, hmm. and also the questioning of things because it follows has that element of pointless interactions that have no value that offer nothing to our lives whatsoever, except l- causing pain possibly to in your life. Right? We're not gonna say what it, what it's about, but and this one is definitely about that. What's the there's so much vapid unconnection, unconnectedness in this movie. I feel like that's the, that they're very similar. They look very similar. They have a similar, not desaturation necessarily, but they're, they're not dolled up at all. You are, you are walking down a street. You are, what are some of the other, like in LA, I just kept thinking like, this is just LA. This is not like a set. It is like he's walking up the street in L.A., and it's not even that interesting to look at, you know? It's half-dead trees and a sidewalk and some houses, and um, the same with It Follows. It's very, like, they're in a neighborhood, and then they're at the lake thing or whatever. It's very just in-camera, the world. But what's happening in the world feels like, uh (laughs) just a little bit off.
0: And it doesn't, yeah, it goes up to the Hollywood Hills sign around there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's mostly like just like suburbs around there and stuff, isn't it? It seems.
1: No, it's right downtown.
0: Is that not the suburbs where you go up on those like where they, uh, where they were all auditioning for the actresses and stuff?
1: Not really. That's right near downtown, right near Hollywood.
0: Right. I suburbs think of downtown are, as Suburbs well. like
1: where we live. It looks like this. That doesn't look... Suburbs of LA look a lot like our suburbs. That's not what that was. That's like the hills coming off of the downtown LA area. Right, So up the hills a it's bit. It's
0: exactly the place that The Haunting of Hilary Duff was filmed. Mm. You know, when we watched right. that a couple of weeks ago, it looked like the same places <laughs> to me. Mm. I always think of that movie. The, no,
1: it really wasn't.
0: You yeah. know the movie The Invitation, when he did the thing with the drone? I was like, oh, that's where The Invitation is.
1: Well, you're talking about like where Kevin Smith lives and walks yeah, around up the there, street. Yeah. That's different than where we saw the guy in the, gar- in the garage or whatever. And the some downtown LA stuff. Now, when he was walking up to the big mansion on the hill, that's a different thing. That's outside, at on the edges more.
0: There's also a thing in this movie with... Um, see, we don't really know what he is, do we? And that's the point in this movie. Andrew Garfield's character.
1: You mean, what, does he work? What, what does, does he, he do? <laughs> People <laughs> always That's
0: his thing. He hates it. People always say to him, or like they do to me. I anybody. mean, to be
1: fair, I thought for, immediately from the beginning, this is just some dickhead who won't get a fucking job. Why no, I get no.
0: A- See, and I, you know what, I thought that he's a struggling actor. That's what I immediately thought. Oh, I didn't. He's an actor who can't get a job, right, in L.A. Hmm. Um, but it's never mentioned. It's never like, oh, well, he's a struggling. I mean, he knows an actress. He hangs around with this actress.
1: No, because he tells his mom I'm at work, so that implies that he's had a job. He tells his
0: mom he's at work when he's actually just sat on his balcony doing nothing.
1: Right. So it's like to me, it's like he she thinks he works at Lowe's or something.
0: Right. But it's never. <laughs> I, don't know
1: why I think of Lowe's, but you know,
0: it's never like um, you know.
1: But that's what i thinking. He's just he's doing nothing with his life. He's just sitting here and then pointing out in the dialogue that's how people seem to give life meaning is by your job, which I disagree with. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be so judgmental. So,
0: um, no extras on this DVD that we got for review, but the IMDB reviews will make up for that. So what's the IMDB reviews?
1: (laughs) It's you going to find the worst of the worst. And,
0: (laughs) and for this movie, it's a love it or hate it. It's a,
1: Absolutely. There will be no, like, it was okay.
0: There's many 10 out of 10 reviews, and there are many 1 out of 10 (laughs) reviews. So we'll look at the 1 out of 10 reviews, because they're always interesting. So let's uh, see what people think of this movie. People who didn't like it, what they think. We're the opposite. We did like it. So, first person. It's an unwatchable mess. (gasps) Unwatchable? If I could travel back in time to tell whomever... Was in charge of making this picture to save their money, time, and resources. I would, but somehow I think they wouldn't listen to me. Someone thought that it was cool, new, and interesting to do this film. Unfortunately, it was probably the core group of filmmakers that got behind it and no one else. Two hours and 19 minutes are bad. I mean, real bad. This movie is bad. It feels like a studio. Real bad, film.
1: like your English?
0: <laughs> Feels like a student film that was financed by a trust fund that could have been used for anything else other than this.
1: My goodness. That's a lot
0: to say about this.
1: And But there's no reason for disliking it. There's no, like, no. the structure of the story isn't good, the dialogue is crappy, uh, whatever. This guy what? says, what
0: was this even about? <laughs> I watched two movies this week, and one was confusing, and so was the other. I wouldn't recommend this unless you're into weird David Lynch shit.
1: <laughs> hey, no, one, no wonder you love it so much.
0: <laughs> I love weird David Lynch shit. You
1: do. You are the David Lynch guy.
0: Um, what else we got? Uh, they never disappoint. These hey, Hollywood. Please stop doing drugs. And please stop trying to bring life to your drug-infused reveries. There is much better use... For all those resources Time and energy This film has no reason for being It's no ideas It's no meaningfuls And I'm reading this as it's wrote I know And it Doesn't even have an interesting piece of filmmaking It's just a waste
1: Hmm I don't agree with that
0: This movie plays out like there's some big payoff But in the end It's another suicide thing Don't try and connect the dots It's crap
1: Suicide thing? Um, I must have missed something.
0: <laughs> well, really, no, not suicide, but, you know, I know what he's referring to, but it's not really that.
1: What is he referring to?
0: Under the ground.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Cultish, kind of.
1: Okay. 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 I'm, I'm trying to connect the dot there. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. I can't <laughs> even comprehend what we sat through. I've had bowel movements more interesting than this. This is a film that wanted to be clever and quirky, but was boring. Oh, what else we got?
1: It is. It is what it is. Why are people so, like, vehement? What else we got? I guess I will say for sure when I freaking hate something or how, like, useless it is or something. So, I go. Kinda... I'm not these people, but I understand.
0: It's absolutely the most boring film I have ever started to watch. I couldn't even watch more than 30 minutes. I used Facebook instead.
1: Good use of your time, mate. Good use of your time. Perfect. So you let the movie run while you're on Facebook. That's against the rules in our house, by the way. Uh, Yeah. You don't have a device in your hand or in front of you while a movie is going on.
0: No, because how can you even pay attention to the movie? Maybe
1: they were watching it on their phone, and so they just put it in the background. That's even (laughs) worse. (laughs) All right. Which would also play into your experience of the movie itself.
0: So that is all the... um fun and stuff for this week from there um i rec- well i don't know like you know when you say oh should we tell people to watch this movie yes watch this movie just take a dive into this movie <laughs> under the silver lake and listen um, to you you might there's definitely f- this some well it's it's a movie kind of i feel like it's in my in my wheelhouse made for me in your wheelhouse. like they were thinking of me when they made it but um that doesn't mean I would you... love
1: for you to think that also.
0: I would like people who don't like kind of this kind of movie to watch a movie like this and uh, be surprised by it, because is you know
1: and not disgusted
0: because there's good performances in here by everybody. I think agree. Okay. You know. Yep. You, you know, it's, there's a lot of people you don't know as well who are good, really good. Don't I don't know about the um, the songwriter's makeup. It's kind <laughs> of a bit. You know when they do. You know when we watched um, Captain Marvel a couple of weeks ago, and they did that awesome de aging job on. Um, yes, Samuel L. Jackson. This is
1: the opposite of that. Yeah,
0: this is a aging job, but it's really badly From done. Like
1: nineteen, let's say eighty seven.
0: Yeah, it's very bad. But um, it doesn't <laughs> because this movie's kind of weird. It doesn't feel weird when you're watching it. Like I was like, oh, well, okay, we've seen. Other- what have we seen in this movie so far? <laughs> this isn't weird. It's just right. It just seems right. So it doesn't ruin anything. So, um, yeah. Would you recommend it to all everybody? Uh, no, no, it's very specific. I don't really
1: recommend movies. I know this is a movie review podcast and I do write the reviews, but I still don't recommend. I just say if, if what we've said makes it sound even slightly interesting, then go for
0: it. If you have followed along with our podcast and you've, you've like liked movies that I have liked specifically. And if in you the like past, the
1: weirdness, go for it.
0: Yeah. I think you might get something out of this one, you know, cause it is suitably weird, but also like we just saw in a review for this, somebody said it's weird, but also what did he say? I don't remember. Like w- approachable. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's not like so Those weird. Those are the
1: two guys you were listening to. You mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not, like, so weird, like, you won't have any clue what is happening. Like, sometimes can happen with David Lynch or somebody like that.
1: I mean, it's so so subjective because someone could watch Batman and be like, what, that's not weird. It's a fucking rich guy (laughs) who dresses up like a bat and has his genius people make gadgets for him and he fights petty crime and weird people like the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin fucking guy. Is that not weird to you? Is it only not weird because you're brainwashed and eased into it because it's cuter or it's you're just more acclimated to it and it's very straightforward. The Penguin laughs evilly while he's gonna blow up a building and Batman swoops in to save them. Okay, it's all very easy to understand. There's nothing deep about it. You know? That's weird a guy with a cape from another planet landing here, and then.
0: Are we talking about Superman? Yeah,
1: now? protect. I mean, yeah. is it. Do we not question? Like, we could question in galaxies far, far away. You know what I'm saying? So weird. I know what you mean when you say weird, because we're talking about outside of <laughs> those straightforward things. Yeah, the, the narrative things that just go, might be. I can't even understand what else going on. I don't right. even understand. I. I'm challenging my brain here. But then we've watched movies where they're doing that, but it falls flat. Or yeah. it doesn't feel like they're really saying anything. Or it's such an inside joke. It's such an inside, ha- overly intellectualized thing that you're like, mm, you know, I'm not in on the joke, so I don't get it. What are, under It the doesn't sl- make it bad. Yeah, Under the
0: Silver Lake is saying a lot and it's not just saying it to be like, oh, I'm cool or I'm. I mean,
1: they might be, but that's not yeah, it my perception. It doesn't come across that way. Yeah, it
0: comes across as like, there's a. This is saying a lot. This movie, and it's interesting. Like, it, like I was always interested. In fact, when it was over, I was like, oh, really? That's the end. Ah, I want a little bit more of that. So that's a high recommendation for me.
1: That's very high. Uh,
0: next week's re movie. Uh, uh, next week's re movie. What is it? <laughs> Next week's movie is a movie called Fast Color. We'll be looking at that next week. Um, so, yeah. Watch that. Go and watch it now. And then when you listen to us next week, you'll understand what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, is that well, how it works every week?
0: Yes. Recommendations. I am going on two of my... Well, the first one, Mulholland Drive. One of David Lynch's most... I'm shocked. Yeah, well, it's his, I guess his most known movie it was a bit more commercial than the others you know wouldn't you say like it actually was nominated for in fact did it win
1: Oscars I don't remember
0: okay so it's this movie is a you know a, a, a thing about LA and what LA and so is Mulholland Drive it's the same about actresses being swallowed up in how Mulholland Drive operates is it's kind of a murder mystery thing but it's actually the the weird thing about it is how actresses get swallowed up by L.A. and it's I'll be
1: honest. I've watched it once, and I did not understand it.
0: Yeah, well, it's metaphoric. It's I'll have to
1: watch it with you, because I, yeah. to this day I'm thinking, I watched this once, sitting alone on a couch, drinking beer, probably right when it came out on VHS. Yeah. And I, was, I didn't dislike it, but I was like... I'm
0: going on. had you I go no into one to it ask. knowing what Lynch was all no, about? No, 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 no. Well, I didn't know thing, David
1: right? Lynch was till I met you. Hardly. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of him, obviously, but no.
0: If you went into it that way, I imagine it would just you'd be like... But
1: I've always liked things that you're like, oh, you know. So, yeah,
0: well, And the, the unique thing about Mulholland Drive is it's a, a pure David Lynch movie. You have to really be into it and get, delve into it and take it, you know. It's... But... What's unique about it is it was sold as like a Hollywood movie. It was in the multiplexes. It was, you know, it's like a Trojan horse to get you to go and watch this crazy art movie. And then, like you just said, you might have sat watched it and gone, this isn't what I'm used to. What what is this? I don't don't know what's happening. So you'd probably see it differently now after you've watched Twin Peaks, all of it.
1: Probably. You, you and I'm understand. older. I mean this is twenty years later.
0: But yeah, I understand how Thirty? It,
1: how I don't know when it came out.
0: Yeah, it came out in the nineties, right?
1: Don't remember, but
0: early nineties. Okay. Um so that's my first one. And my second one, and this is a movie, um, Paul Thomas Anderson being my favourite director. Is he? Yeah, pretty pretty much my favourite.
1: What about Tarantino?
0: Director. No, I think Paul Thomas Anderson's my number one favorite director
1: jeez Louise this is a revelation but
0: he made a movie called Inherent Vice which is my least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie I've only watched it once I'll tell you that because it didn't click with me at all and all of his movies have apart from this one but I could definitely place it in a category with Under the Silver Lake because it has an odd vibe about it it's around it's about LA right again Mm mhm and it's, it's got this odd... Because it's about a drug guy. <laughs> a guy who's on drugs a lot. So there's no, a he lot was, of,
1: he only did once. Well, he ate the cookie.
0: No, I'm talking about in this...
1: Yeah, but I'm saying this movie we just watched. Yeah, it?
0: well, you did, it was only that he'd been smoking and stuff towards the beginning of this movie. Yeah, right? Just
1: that, though. Yeah. Not that he does a lot of drugs. That's not correct.
0: But I'm really saying, like, through a... Let, I wasn't com- saying that that was this. What I'm saying is that inherent vice is a lot more like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Cause it's really like, it's not easy to follow. Cause a lot of it is not real. Then he meets people and then he's paranoid. And then you're like, who's that person? A real person. It's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's well made. I just didn't, he didn't do anything for me. I need to see it again. So I'm going to recommend it cause I'll recommend it to myself. I'd, I need to see it again.
1: And yours are? That's, that's tricky, recommending it to yourself. If we're going to go for movies that don't make any sense, that people are like, oh, this new confusing thing up their ass. It's not new. Un and the which is, I believe how you pronounce it, is a movie with, that was made by Salvador Dali in 1929. I only know this because I took film history courses in college 30 years ago. And it's always stood out because it's one of those movies they show you. It's it's nonsensical. It's a bunch of clips of weird shit, like a woman getting her eyeball slit open. But then you find out through later, it's actually like they zoom in on a woman's eyeball, they slice it open with a cutter. It's actually a cow oh, eyeball. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. So and it's complete. It's surrealism. Yeah. It's nonsensical. It flies in the face, and the intention is to fly in the face of people who want to constrain, control everything that you perceive and decide for you. Look. It's a Batman. He's saving the city, okay? Don't worry about it if it's a little weird. We've explained it for you. Like, outside of that. Also in response to other art and things like that of the turn of the century. That century. So Un the Andalou, if you just look it up, it's U-N space C-H-I-E-N space A-N-D-A-L-O-U. So it's Un Chien Lu. I don't know how to speak French. That sounds right. I think that's French. Right. <laughs> and then although the other thing is anything that's zombie to me questions all the values that we place on everything in life. If you watch any zombie movies, I'm a particular zombie movie lover. A lot of zombie TV slash movies. I don't read a lot of books, I don't read a lot of comics or anything, but in the moving picture industry, I like the zombie idea because it strips away everything. Except just being alive. And the value, like, the you look at big cities that are now, like, full of dead people. The buildings don't matter. The stuff doesn't matter. The diamond rings don't matter. Just surviving matters. And the relationships between people. That might be over. I'm overthinking the zombie world. But it's, that's what it does for me. It just strips everything away. And, you know, sometimes it's cheap and cheesy. And sometimes it's high quality. Sometimes it's funny. But in the end, it's all about the people sticking together and having valuable relationships. And I think this is what this kind of movie, Under the Silver Lake, is about, like, how everything is so empty that stuff and ambition and things and the perception of that is more important than this girl who's sitting on the, oh, young lady who's sitting on the floor in the bathroom with you while you smell of skunk and she's just coming to hang out with you. Obviously, she doesn't, you know, she's just your friend. That's more important than everything else you're doing, but you don't even realize it. But I'm talking to the character now in the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Um, Does it? Talking of zombies, uh, Fear the Walking Dead uh, started back up. It's quite fun. I like it. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you dropped off watching the normal Walking Dead because of, I don't know, maybe you got too convoluted. Logic.
1: <laughs> logic. <laughs> Boredom the, and logic. I would not be watching it anymore if it wasn't for
0: the you. The other show, Fear the Walking Dead, which is the spin off show which actually over the last couple of years has become for me my favorite one of the two.
1: You are fickle. Fickle, fickle. I just
0: like the I like how it take it does things differently, the Fear the Walking Dead.
1: Fear the Walking Dead takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Um Rick and all that, you know, it's very This one's
0: a bit it's fun. Like last week it was a cowboy episode.
1: It's fun and you can be ridiculous and you don't care that they're being ridiculous. Now, if Rick had gone into a situation where he put on his sheriff's hat and decided to have a shoot him up, you'd just be like, what the hell's going on? Right. You know what I mean? It has no sense of humor whatsoever.
0: This one's a bit tongue in cheek occasionally. Yeah. And, it, and it, it surprises me sometimes, like the opening sequence of this season was like a plane crash. And I was like, a plane crash? We don't see that in Walking Dead.
1: I mean, it's. Eh, I'm a little bit. Iffy. We don't see a plane iffy on the really. plane crash. True, but I mean, it was just the same characters we see every other week. It wasn't. It wasn't like there was a plane in the air for the last ten years and now no. it crashed.
0: But it, but it does things, you, and you're like, whoa! This this show's doing more things than the other one does.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I said, I think I figured that out. The other show has to pay like huge salaries to all those people, and this show kind of. Probably doesn't have to pay as big a salaries, but it does more with its budget.
1: Yeah, and the performances and the people are well written, so it doesn't cut out the quality. No, and me.
0: there's another cro- like we had what's he called? I always call him Lenny, but he's not Lenny, is he? Morgan. Yeah. Morgan if you Morgan's gone from the main show and now he's in the Fair the Walking Dead. So if you're a fan of Morgan, he's over here now in this other <laughs> show. But also who showed up this week?
1: Um, Dwight uh, Dwight
0: so if you're a fan of Dwight spoiler who you'll remember as uh, one of Negan's people who got his face you're burned you're talking to these Negan. people
1: like they all watch The Walking Dead yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't all
0: well that guy Dwight is now in Fear the Walking Dead so it's two of them have moved over and I'm Dwight is an interesting character to me mm-hmm. because he went through a Negan thing wasn't he wasn't really on board with it fully and now he's looking for his woman, right? Which is,
1: yeah, I thought that was a bit hokey, but whatever. But there's his no, woman there's who who has no has been abused way. by Negan. Yeah, but there's no way. And if they find her, I'll be like, fuck off everybody. Fuck off writers. You're so full of shit. Well, I,
0: if I was one of the writers, I'd have him find her. Cause I want that moment where he finds her. <laughs> ah,
1: yeah. You are a hopeless romantic. <laughs> it's gross, but I accept it.
0: All right. So, um, that's fear of the walking dead. It's on, on Sundays. Um, a. Hey, Scully stuff, I want to say, um, one of my favorite games, and I call it my relaxation game, and you have relaxation games too, right?
1: I um, Well, if you turn on your head, you'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah. You <laughs> What's play, on my
1: screen right now. <laughs> I would say your relaxation
0: <laughs> games are um, Microsoft Solitaire is one. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is um, that Words with Friends or whatever you play with your mum.
1: Sometimes. Words. It comes and goes, but that's not as relaxing.
0: City Skylines would be... One That's of them. That's what's
1: on my thing, in my Sims hand right now. And the Sims.
0: Would be one of them. And they just relax. when you
1: woke up today, I was sitting in here. It had already been up like an hour. And I was sitting here like, I just have that, that disconnected feeling. I don't, I've already checked all my plants. I do a little gardening. I already checked all them. Make sure everybody's good. There have been storms and whatnot. The nephew is still asleep. I mean, he's a college graduate, but I still care about when he wakes up so I can serve him some breakfast. But he was still asleep. All the world's well in the world. I have to be a little quiet so I don't wake you up. So I was like, I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to read anything. So I decided to play Solitaire for an hour.
0: <laughs> so I'll be honest.
1: Solitaire got me through my first marriage. So don't glean anything from that. I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. Solitaire was an everyday event in that part of my life. Solitaire is now a very rare event, but it's to- I It's like you with what you're going to talk about. I completely just... And people will be like, what? solitaire? But for some reason, it's just... It's like zen. Right? You go in the flow and you just... I don't know. You don't have to do a lot of thinking.
0: So my favorite um, relaxation game is American Truck Simulator or Euro Truck Simulator depending on what I'm feeling like. So you can drive around Europe or you can drive around America. How
1: many hours have you clocked?
0: Like... Couple of hundred between them both. Oh, is that all? Yeah.
1: Oh, I have a thousand hours of City Skylines.
0: Yeah, but none of this is. I'm not is that I'm idling. proud
1: of that use of my life.
0: <laughs> none of this is like just idling. This is actually driving. I'm not
1: truck. idling. I'm constantly building. What no, are you, you leave
0: about? that. You leave it on sometimes and well, go away.
1: That's true. I let my cities develop on their own, but I've built that sucker. So, um,
0: what Truck Simulator is? It's a game on Steam that you can get on Steam. It's um, you're simulating being a truck driver like delivering goods from one place to another. You might think that sounds really boring, but (laughs) you get to explore whatever you're playing in.
1: I understand uh, the appeal.
0: What's really cool, right? I pick up a, if you just want to play for an hour, just to relax, you put it on. You pick up a, you know, you get a job off the job board and it's like, oh, deliver logs from here to here. You start off in your truck, you know, it's realistic. So you have to obey traffic laws and speed in and you have to fill up with fuel. And uh, you can put the radio on, which is the actual radio in the game. Like, you can tune into any radio station that's in the list. So I end up tuning into the 80s station a lot and just driving. I'm driving, I'm listening to 80s music. It's really relaxing and I have to look at the GPS every now and then or I've got to fill up with fuel in a minute or I've got to stop at this weigh station to have the truck weighed. Or, uh, you know, I've only got 20 minutes to get this stuff to Walmart where I'm taking it. Not that Walmart would want logs but let's say it's clothing <laughs> um, but
1: it's just you never really, know about Walmart
0: it's really soothing to play anyway why I wanted to mention it this week is there is new DLC for American truck simulator and it's the state of Washington um, they do a different state they tend to do like three states a year um, and this one's Washington and Washington's quite a bit different from the others because it's uh, like I just mentioned login. It's a there's a lot of logging in Washington, so there's a lot of like complicated dirt roads that you have to take your truck up, like to logging stations to pick up logs to take them back into the city. There's also like um, a cool ferry that you drive your truck onto that takes you across the water. It's you know Washington's a different state to the other ones I've been driving in, but they're working the way across the whole of America. Eventually, if you buy all the DLC eventually, when they've, you will have the whole states, all the states. Which is amazing, really, isn't it? That You can just drive anywhere. Yeah. And the roads are realistic. They've got toll booths. They've got swing bridges, trains. You know, you just, it's like you're driving a truck. Apart from, you can even use a steering wheel if you've got one for your PC. I mean, it's
1: not. And a truck driver would be like, oh my God, are you kidding me? There
0: are many it's truck not- drivers on the American Truck Simulator Reddit who love it. Because it's so detailed and accurate to how a truck performs. I
1: still don't think it's just like driving a truck, but I don't know. I don't you, can use
0: you can use steering wheel and pedals. You can really go for that, you know, what would you call it? Realism. Anyway, it's American <laughs> trucks. Yeah, but there's symbol.
1: no sweat and desperation when you're starving and tired and you've got a thousand miles left and only a certain amount of time and they won't fucking pay you. You, you don't know not that stress.
0: You know what I found really funny? There's a guy on Reddit who is an actual truck driver who... Play when he's not truck driving, and he's like stopped. He plays this game as his. Uh,
1: I can identify with that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, so I get it.
0: So he's in his truck, he's on his laptop, and he's actually playing the game. And people are like, I, "Have you not had enough of trucking?" Like, you know. <laughs> he's like, "No, this is this is cool. Cause I can build my own business in this truck game, and I have all my drivers. Yeah. And you know, it's like a business simulator as well. You I hire drivers, and you make money, and you." have a big trucking firm eventually, and maybe eventually you can just drive and see the sights while all the other people make money for you. So that's American Truck Simulator, Washington. You can find it on Steam. I um, Also, uh, Forza, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, they had an update to Forza that added a new DLC that brought LEGO Speed Champions into Forza. So they made a LEGO expansion for Forza, and this led me... To understand that Lego make, like, I love cars, right? Like, you know, I've always loved, like, sports cars and driving games. Well, there are Lego Speed Champions line of uh, products that are sports cars. So, I like making Lego. I don't do it very often. So, I purchased one of these and made it. What was it? What kind of car was it? The first one? Yeah. Ford Fiesta. A Ford Fiesta Rally Edition, yeah.
1: So, we, ha- we happen to have a Ford Fiesta.
0: Yeah, so I made one of those because we have a Ford Fiesta, yeah. So they're, they're very inexpensive. They're like 8 to $10, these little kits. There are a couple of hundred pieces. They do take a while. We've we've found it take about two hours to make one. And when you've made it, you get a really cool model of whatever car you're building. So I bought one. I made it. Really enjoyed it. I ended up buying another one, a Ferrari, that I made. Yesterday, also it's awesome. It looks really cool. <laughs> I'm going to put them on top of my PC case when they're all done, um, and I'm going to get some more. I think because they're just fun. What Lego? Do you agree that Lego is fun?
1: Yes, but I like to build whatever I want.
0: Yeah, so you wouldn't be into like what I do—follow the instructions Correct. and make a thing. Correct. Now, I, there's a there's a thing to doing that that I really like. I like. Most of the fun of it is seeing how it is built, you know? Because they're actually quite complicated and there's a lot of little pieces. And when you're building them, there's often moments where you go, wow, that's really clever what they've done there. Like I would not think of turning that piece upside down to create that thing. And a lot of times that happens with them. So I really like like the following instructions. There's something really soothing about it. It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle. I've uh, equated it to. Because you've got all the pieces on the table and make a thing, right? That's and it, how it can be. only be one thing. Yeah. Where uh, same with the jigsaw puzzle, right? Yeah. The pieces are there, and then the final product is the thing. That's how I feel these Lego kits are, and you know I love them. I'd love to make a really big one, but I'd never pay six hundred dollars for a Lego kit. <laughs> it is insane. But at eight dollars, like for a couple of hours and making, and then you get a cool car at the end of it. I don't mind them, so. The Speed Champions um, series, I think there are six cars that you can buy. um, Three of them are actually in the game, Forza. So that was really cool because I can see the car on my desk. And when I'm playing in the game, it's like, wow, look at It's the same thing. It's in the game. So um, I recommend them. Lego Speed Champions. If you like cars and you like building Lego. I don't think they're for tiny. I don't think they're for young kids, though. I think they're kind of hard to build. For young kids? Do you know what I'm saying? It
1: depends on the kid, but they got some tiny parts. You want parts, to do it with them.
0: There's a lot of stickers to put on, which are kind of fiddly and small, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of pieces and a lot of very small pieces. I imagine like a, a, a smaller kid wouldn't I don't know what age they say that you should be, maybe seven or eight. I don't know. But um they're not the easiest to put together. It's not big everything's real small and but they do How good do they look when they're done? Like they look really good. Like they're a solid little replica of of the car that you've done. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I will get some more of them. I keep uh, I've got them in my Amazon wish list, and I keep looking at the you know when the price fluctuates, when it gets down to that eight dollar mark, I just get them
1: because they're fun. Because you love them so much, you don't want to spend more than eight (laughs) dollars. No,
0: well I've seen them fluctuate up to fifteen dollars. And then down to eight. So, because I know that they sell at eight, the $15, when they're at 15, I'm like, nah, I'm not paying 15. Right. Because that's, ju- that's just inflated. You know why they inflated? Because the game came out and people like me started buying them. So, anyway, Lego Speed Champions, really fun, and I can't wait to do another one. So, what's for dinner, Sutat?
1: Tonight will be some form of sandwich, and mashed potato, and a vegetable. Unless. No, that's it.
0: <laughs> Yum. I like a
1: sandwich. <laughs> I
0: like sandwiches.
1: I like a sandwich. It's not a sandwich.
0: What is your Sand, advice? S-A-N-D. W-I-C-H.
1: You can uh, search on Amazon.com oh. to see how Hold much on. it cost. A-Word is talking to us. Um, we call her A-Word. She's actually... I
0: said to fun. you, what is your advice and the uh-huh. uh, the she Amazon inter- device. You know
1: why? Because she's always listening. What did she say, though, just then? she tell you the price on something. I don't know. My advice is, don't have an Alexa. No. <laughs> I like them. I don't know what my advice is today. I'm sort of up in the air. Um, my advice would be, stop looking to other people and other things to decide what matters in your life. You get to decide. All right. That's it. Well Very concise today.
0: Um, I told you at the beginning of the show, in the intro, where you can listen to this podcast... But you can also catch us on Sid Talk on Instagram, me on email. Um, thanks for the guy who emailed me this week to say how nice our podcast sounded. Very good. I do a lot of messing with the audio before you hear it. I cut out all the sound, background sounds. and Hopefully it sounds good to everybody. Um, you can also email, email me, like this person did, at ascoli.com. And uh, I want to say, stay classy, Mr. Andrew Garfield. what a really great film I had a really good
1: time watching this this week very nice and I'm gonna say think for yourself (gasps) or someone will do it for you